Welcome to Jabber, and an episode entitled, A Forgotten Attack. Before we begin, we would like to mention that we are recording remotely. So if you hear sounds that aren't normal, such as a fireplace crackling in the background, we apologize. We hope to return to our regular studio next week. I still remember exactly where I was and exactly what I was doing. Those are the words you often hear when traumatic, world-changing events happen. Those events that hopefully occur only once a generation seem to leave a dramatic impact on every individual that witnesses them. Pearl Harbor for the greatest generation. The assassination of President John F. Kennedy for the baby boomer generation. September 11, 2001 for another generation. And sadly, the list could go on and on. They become moments we never forget. World-changing events that impact history. For my generation, September 11th was that event. I still remember where I was what I was doing. It's like the day is frozen in my memory. Of course, 9-11 was a day when America's mainland was attacked for the first time by enemy combatants. At least, that was the narrative of many. Many were quick to remind us of another traumatic day when American soil was also attacked. The attack on Pearl Harbor, December 7, 1941. This was a day that President Franklin Roosevelt so aptly described as a day which will live in infamy. A day when a foreign nation attacked the United States and launched our involvement in World War II. American men and women rose up took up weapons and their courage and protected our soil from experiencing another attack, or so I had been made to believe. The next story I bring to you is a war story, a World War II story. It begins within days of Pearl Harbor. You have joined a global struggle for power and superiority. Your enemy knows the dedication of your soldiers. Your enemy has already been dazzled by your air power. But does your enemy underestimate the true strength of your force at sea, especially your submarines, which the enemy recognizes as the largest 
in the world. On November 5th, your War Department calls for the destruction of the enemy's merchant fleet. Your own sixth fleet of submarines, commanded by one of your best admirals, has been designated as a key force in the operation. Nine of your newest, most versatile subs are deployed into enemy waters. Once there, however, the Admiral in Command realizes the destructive potential of his fleet. You're so close to the enemy coastline, why not go all the way? Why not proceed to within striking distance of enemy shores? The order is given, and within days your subs are positioned along the enemy coast, ready to attack and prepared for a general surface bombardment of principal radio and navigational stations. The shelling is scheduled to commence on Christmas Eve, 1941. Your submarines are in position along the enemy coastline, ready to strike. But at the last moment, in fact, on Christmas Eve, 1941, a bulletin is received from Combined Fleet Headquarters. Quote, Cancel operation. Return to base. The timing is not right. End of quote. Weeks pass before you return to enemy shores. It's now the following February. Your monster submarine, the I-17, has reached the enemy's prime naval ports. On the afternoon of the 23rd, she surfaces. Now, at last, the time is right. The order to open fire is given. An enemy oil installation is hit. After 20 minutes of shelling, the shoreline is a mass of craters, and you are not done with them yet. Your magnificent I-17 will continue to prowl enemy ports, sinking every cargo vessel she can find. Your submarine I-25 will blast away at the enemy coastline north of I-17's territory. Subsequently, from the topside catapult of I-25, air raids will be launched, bombing runs, airstrikes, as deep as 50 miles inland. These are not outposts you have hit. This is the enemy mainland you have hit. The story that I have related to you is a chapter of World War II as seen through the eyes of America's enemy during that time the Japanese. And the story that we have relayed to you is of attacks that actually occurred. Assaults against the United States mainland. Until a few minutes ago, perhaps you thought our country had only been bombed at Pearl Harbor. Oh no. No, sir. 
Japanese aircraft bombed the state of Oregon. Japanese submarines were stationed off of three different states. They were poised at nine West Coast locations, including Los Angeles and San Francisco. One submarine shelled an oil installation in San Diego. Another, from eight miles offshore, shelled the shore at Fort Stevens, Oregon. That's right, the United States mainland was both shelled and bombed by the Japanese. You heard it on Jabber. Please subscribe wherever you are listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, please leave us a five-star review. That helps us so very much. Also, if you'd like to reach out to the show, you can reach us by emailing jabberpodcast at gmail.com. That's J-A-B-R podcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks again for listening.